Warning, this chapter of Distance Nerding was recorded live, which means there may be strong language, unsuitable for children, and unusual humor, which may be unsuitable for everyone who claims to be human. Parental discretion is advised. It's a new day. It's a new show. It is time for all the fun things. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Taco Tuesday. And you know what that means. You are now watching and listening and experiencing Distance Nerding. Part of the Comic-Con Radio Podcast family. Oh, oh, sorry. No, it's your line. Oh, is, is it my line? Is, yeah. is that, that This is where I'm supposed to come in? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, yeah. He does his own stunts. It's Jamez 5000. That's that's not the line. I but, <laughs> and the winner is, for Best Supporting Actress, it's Young Phil. And oh, we're here to nerd together. To nerd together. <laughs> we're, hit, we're hitting your outro music right away. Yeah, like, no speech for you. We're talking about <laughs> anything. Pop, pop culture, news, movies, food, wrestling, Netflix, uh, WWE on Netflix, comics, whatever you're nerding out on, we want to talk about. Now, ladies and gentlemen, you got to follow us on, a, on the Instagram, the Facebook, the Twitter, the Twitch, the threads, the YouTube, the Discord, all the places, all at Distance Nerding. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to uh, send us some love or some hate or some whatever the hell it is that you want to send us, as long as it is that you want to send us, send us an email at Dist. Crypto? How about crypto? Is that how crypto works? You send it. You send crypto via email to to our AOL account. They, they can. That... I think they can. That, that's, that's how crypto works, right? Can... That's like opposite ends of the internet: AOL and crypto. I know, right? Like, here's something new. Here's something old. It's nerding at AOL.com. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you send us an email, uh, we will read it on air. We will. Maybe you will. I don't know if I will. If they're making fun of me, I'm not gonna read it. Like when Graveyard sends emails, I'm not reading that shit because he's always making fun of. <laughs> Whether he's trying to be nice or not, he, he's he's low key making fun of me, and I know it. Graveyard. I mean, that's basically what it is. It's it's the whole show is make fun of John Mez five thousand, right? I'm on to him. Uh, he's he's watching you. He's watching you, ladies and gentlemen. You have now stumbled onto the best kept secret on the internet. You are now watching your favorite show, my favorite show, everyone's favorite show. You are now watching the download. <laughs> With all the fun things. You almost got a little Shatner on that last one. You're like, you are now watching <laughs> the download. The uh, download. <laughs> ladies and uh, gentlemen, this week on deck, we've got the Geek End Update. I didn't write anything down <laughs> for the Geek End Update, but we are on Comic-Con Radio. It's good. It's well, good. two of them. Uh, and then see, now you went into Trump. All right. <laughs> Lights, camera, reaction. We've got two trailers. It's Avatar Wars, The Last Batch Bender. Wait, 
I think my brain just broke. I, that, that brain fart? Sorry. Okay. Starting rumors. Will Ray and Grogu share a bucket of popcorn? Hmm? He Maybe. Might. It, it, it may be great. Uh, the download. And the winner is The Rock. You're not, you're not wrong. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we bring it all home with The Breakdown. I don't know the sign language for The Breakdown. Oh, we're doing The Breakdown. <laughs> Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, before we get into all of that, of course, got to thank all the people out there because... But first... Let me get a shout out. <laughs> shout out to Poddex. In fact, this episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. If you're a new podcaster or an existing broadcaster or graveyard trying to undermine Jamez 5000, <laughs> looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, level up with Poddex and check out poddex.com. Use code nerding10 for 10% off. It'll be great for your shoe. Look it's, at him, podcast. Look, it, we talked about we talked about Grave, and boom, he's in the chat. There you go, right? Trying to ruin me. Hanging out hanging out in the chat, just talking all the smack. Where Where's the Destiny gameplay? How come he's not on the show right now? Actually, neither of us have played Destiny in a while, man. What is wrong with y'all? Yeah, I've been playing other games. Uh, Destiny just got kind of stale, man. Wow. And, and it's and that's coming from somebody who loves the game. You know, like it's it's just it's been getting kind of stale. It hasn't been as good. Um, you know, I'm I'm kind of holding out for the next uh the next DLC at this point. Hmm. Yeah. All right, okay. Uh but of course no, just, uh, go ahead. Okay. I was gonna say, but of course, ladies and no, gentlemen. No, I'm not talking. Go ahead. If you're wondering No, if you want to start, just keep going. Yeah, I, I will. All right. What were you saying? I was not saying anything. I'm waiting for you to talk. Okay. Shout out to Dubby. <laughs> <laughs> Dubby's an emerging brand. I guess Dubby is a brand of energy drinks created to help uh, focus, concentration, reaction time with no jitters or crash. Uh, Debbie contains no maltodextrin, no sugars, no fillers, no artificial colors or dyes. And uh, it might just be keto friendly for those of you who are out there on that keto hype. Uh, Debbie contains Neurofactor. It's a neurotropic derived from the coffee fruit. Neurofactor helps give your brain focus and clarity while the 150 milligrams of caffeine and three essential B vitamins help you stay alert and energized. Find out more about Debbie at www.debbie.gg. Use that code NERDING10. Get 10% off your order. Completely worth it. Completely delicious. Uh, it is, it is, it is an awesome, awesome thing. You know, the copy doesn't even say emerging. I don't know who says emerging but everybody says emerging it's not emerging the copy does say emerging we erased emerging <laughs> i don't know what's happening because it's not emerging anymore it's not emerging it's emerged it's it, been birthed it, it has been sub submerged i, I don't Earth. know I'm, my words are wrong ladies and gentlemen let's move on it is now time for the geek end update <laughs> Before we get into the Geekend update, hey, I, I saw Sam Wong talking about it in the chat. Same with uh, STS Wrestling, but WWE Netflix talk. I'm just saying we're going to talk about it oh, later. We're so talk about it. Stay tuned. STS Wrestling, Garland, if you you better get your camera on. You want to jump on later in like hey. half an hour with us? Jump on. We'll talk. We'll talk wrestling. We've with got you. a little we bit of wrestling to talk tonight. We have we have a couple of different wrestling things yeah. that we're going to be bringing up. Exactly. Come on, Gar. STS yeah. Wrestling. Let's go. Anyway, let me get into it. Distance Nerding is on Comic-Con Radio. Listen to Distance Nerding and our second show, A Comic Conversation, via Comic-Con-Radio.com. Look for Distance Nerding, uh, even this episode, and a new Comic Conversation each week on Comic-Con-Radio.com slash podcast, because we're podcast, and I'll pop it into the chat. And there's a 
bunch of other uh, shows on Comic-Con Radio. We've met a ton of cool shows, a ton of cool hosts, a ton of cool friends um, on or from Comic-Con Radio. So shout out to, you know, Mostly Pot Out at Night. Shout out to Geek Saga. Shout out to Comics Podcast. You guys are all awesome. So love collaborating with everybody. It's super cool to to see everybody working exactly. together. You know, and we have a fellow Comic Con Radio uh, uh, co- podcast host that is on the show with me on Thursdays. Oh, look at that! What's his right. name? Uh, his name is his uh, something with hmm. like uh, Tombstone, or was it Pile Driver? <laughs> Pile Driver? No, was it? Uh, it might have been Zombie Man. Zombie Man. There it is. Yeah, just Zombie Guy. Shout out to. Uh, graveyard <laughs> shout out to salem from the mostly pot out at night from from mostly. the mostly pot out at night possibly mostly pod. i believe <laughs> good, that old, good old salem no, the morgue <laughs> the morgue should have his own imdb page um just to throw it out there if you're ever wondering who the morgue is that is my alter ego that we created for a scene that we did in a movie <laughs> Oh, okay. Look at the behind the scenes stuff. Because because graveyard is graveyard, and I was like, I need to have a name themed for a show that would be what we were we would be doing. He goes, the morgue, and I'm like, that's fucking great. Let's do that. (laughs) Done. I'm into it. I like it. So what do we got next? With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time to move on. It's time to start some rumors. I don't know know where to get in their nose, but I'm not mad if tonight it comes true. I wanna start some rumors with you. With you. With you. I wanna start some rumors with you. Yeah. I could swear it slows down at the end, but that's just me. <laughs> Is it the f- are you confusing are you confusing slowing down with, with the volume going down? I don't know. It just seems like it's slowing down. But you know what? I I figured it out. I think it's the volume going down. And I'm missing beats, so it feels like it's slowing down. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. Does that make sense to you, sound engineer? Yeah. I went to school for that. That I'm explaining it to you with my hands. I'm explaining sound. Stop mansplaining music to me. (laughs) Mansplaining music with my hands to you. (laughs) Okay. The force is strong with her. Some new information has surfaced for Lucasfilm's planned Star Wars New Jedi Order. Is that the official name? I don't know if that is. Um, which I will the concept. See, I, I think it's just the idea. Okay, yeah, yeah sure. See, Daisy Ridley returned to the role of Rey Skywalker. The project is currently in process of being written by Peaky Blinders creator Stephen Knight. Now it's being learned that Rey's return may not be for just one film. Interesting. Along with that, Ray could also factor into Sean Levy's mysterious Star Wars movie, which he will most likely begin working on when he's done with Deadpool 3. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Ray's movie will be the second big screen release after Mandalorian and Grogu that will likely hit theaters Christmas 2026. Uh, James Mangold's Dawn of the Jedi will follow in 2027. And Dave Filoni's New Republic movie could be as far away as 2028. So much content. So um, all that being said, they're saying that Ray could be either part of those or kind of spin off into her own trilogy. So Takra's on the table. Will we be will we be getting triple the amount of Ray 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 not not Ray De Leon, the SoCal symbol. Not the SoCal symbol. Yeah. Uh I I think it's a thing. I think what they're gonna try and do is slowly kind of drip feed uh Ray back into everybody's consciousness kind of thing. Um mm-hmm. I, I think that it's it, it, 
there's a lot of people who are still upset about Ray, and I see a lot of the arguments online. Um, and you know, Filoni's gonna do exactly what he did with the prequels and make content that makes everybody fall in love with the sequels, and people are gonna stop hating the sequel. Um, you know, Filoni's really good about building bridges on the inside of that stuff because now it's hard pressed to find somebody who actually hates the prequels now. Yeah, the prequel yeah, prequels, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. My tacos, I think, are going to be off the table. Okay. I don't know if they can have three three movies worth of Ray when everybody's like, give me more Mando and Grogu. You know what I mean? Like, give me more Mando and Grogu. That's great. Give me one about Ray and then give me some other stuff. Well, I, I don't think, I think only one of these movies is going to be about Ray. I think she's just going to make appearances. I think she's going to do a Luke Skywalker in, uh, in Book of Boba. Gotcha. Where it's right, like a right. small appearance and not something that is just like a major. Ray is in every movie and she's being, you know, uh, she's here. I think it's going to be like small appearances where, you know, hey, we need to consult the the Jedi Temple or uh, the Jedi Academy or the New Order. And you get like a a, a, a cameo of Ray in, in one of these movies. So I don't think it's going to be like a movie about like every movie is going to be about Ray. I think the only one is the New Jedi Order is going to be or whichever one that that whatever they name it is going to be about Ray. I think the rest of it is going to be more uh, just her making appearances. Okay. With, with Filoni, that makes sense because that's what he does. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Okay. I'll give that one to you. All right. My second rumor, only got two, uh, is your Peter tingling or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> we, we're not using that. That's not, that's not a thing. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll edit it. We'll edit it. No, no. I'm uh, saying that's, that's what he says in Spider-Man 3. <laughs> We're not calling it a Peter Tingle. That's not a thing. (laughs) It's not a thing. It's not a thing. Uh, There has been talks for a while that a Spider-Man villain is going to appear in the What If series, which would make sense. That's a good point. Oh, no. Spider-Man has been in. Yeah, Spider-Man has been in What If. Yeah. But no villains. Okay. The rumor is the villain villain will be Quentin Beck, a.k.a. Mysterio. Is he coming back? Who who was played by Jake Gyllenhaal in Spider-Man Far From Home. What do you guys think about you guys? I mean you. What do and I think? My, my tacos on the table. Uh, I I am putting my tacos on the table for this again, uh, and it is because. Um, I think there is a little bit of a clamor for um, Quentin Beck. I think more, people want to see more of Quentin Beck. Um, as of right now, we we believe that he's dead. Um, but remember, he is, you know, at this point, a master of technology aka, and, and a master of kind of like illusion. So it could be very well that Peter didn't actually kill him. Good point. Good point. You know, um, <laughs> you know, as much as he tries to make it seem like Pete, I mean, Peter didn't actually kill him. But I mean, like, you know, he's not actually dead you know what i mean so uh i i feel like we are um i feel like we are gonna get more mysterio whether it's what if or down the line if he comes back as another character like say if we see him again in um in secret wars right uh and yes bruce campbell should have been cast as mysterio (laughs) graveyard in the chat should we have bruce campbell in spider-man 4 as mysterio I think Bruce Campbell is Mephisto, you know? like Oh, my God. That would work obviously, out perfectly. Obviously, it's, it's Mephisto. He would be the best Mephisto. That would be kind of fun. Like Bruce Campbell, like Bruce Campbell would play the devil perfectly. Yeah, I think I called it. I'm ca- I'm calling it right calling there it now. Bruce Campbell is, is is Mephisto. Yeah, my tacos are. I'm gonna say not on the table for for the Mysterio. I don't know. 
for some reason, I know Mysterio is big in the comics. I know it's a longtime legendary um, villain for Spider-Man. I just don't think it hit as hard in the MCU. So I think it's going to be like done and moving on. Gotcha. But I will take Bruce Campbell. Give me some Bruce Campbell. I will take that. That would be kind of fun. <laughs> Graveyard. What if Sam Raimi actually made Spider-Man 4? <laughs> what if? Right. What And if? And Metso is saying she needs her some, some Bruce. So. Didn't... um. Didn't Graveyard have a, a rumor or something back up here? I can't remember. Uh, I think he said that there was uh, breaking news. Breaking news. Which, uh, Graveyard, if you want to send us a link in our chat, you know, maybe we can bring that up. So, um, I'm looking it up. Oh, Wilson Bethel's Bullseye returning for Daredevil born again okay that's what it is oh gotcha i mean I, that that's that's fine too because i mean like again i i want to see more bullseye uh and and especially like now that they're like blending all the universe together uh i want to see bullseye and deadpool go at it because they have one of the funniest runs in uh in in, in comics um there is a there's there, there's a panel where uh they're going at it and deadpool starts driving away and uh he's like wait he's like deadpool's a, driving away the blonde guy is driving away deadpool not Daredevil. Oh, deadpool deadpool sorry deadpool is driving away because he's uh <laughs> he's in like this decrepit broken down like you know 80s truck uh -huh. and uh bullseye uh pulls out a uh, uh an rpg and you know he shoots it out deadpool and deadpool like kind of sees it coming so he like does a evasive maneuver and the the rocket go like with the way that deadpool drives the rocket just goes through one window and out the other and like you know goes and hits something else and then deadpool just looks at him and bullseye goes was actually pretty good <laughs> <laughs> nice you know like again there's there's a lot of team ups that i want to see i want to see daredevil and, and, and deadpool fight because that's one of the funniest fights in comics um because <laughs> specifically daredevil finally reveals what's inside of deadpool's um uh liefeld pockets oh yeah and they're like uh old chimichangas and burritos <laughs> I wonder if there's if there's a chance we we could see some kind of like team up, not in what if, but like maybe what if runs its course and then we get these like maybe they're Marvel spotlights yeah. and it's just like team ups yeah. and things you didn't really expect. So, yeah. And then, of course, uh, I've, I've talked about it in the past a couple of times with Deadpool and um, and Hawkeye had a really good, great, like a really great run in the comics. So I want to see all that, all, awesome. all that now that we have Deadpool in, in, uh, in the MCU. I like it. I like it. I think that does it for, for the rumors the rumors so let's get into uh the news because guys it is time for, for the what happened load. uh jackie just your power just the, went out no jackie just turned <laughs> off the lights <laughs> uh guys it is time for the download <laughs> Oh man! Uh, <laughs> Doing the download from the dark—that's what's happening. Apparently, the only light that I have in here is uh, <laughs> is my ring light. There you go. Grave says, "What if people actually saw the Marvels?" That is rude. What if people I actually saw the Marvels? Saw, less people would the hate Marvels. it. What said? Less people would hate on it because exactly. because the majority of people who are hating on the Marvels didn't watch it. Mm -hmm. They were just uh, review right, bombing. Check, it, so check out the distance Durrington post for more news. All the trailers all the reactions then let us know what you're nerding out on this week check out the distance nerdington post on 
Facebook. Hooray. All right. In Who's Your Daddy news. Hmm? Who's Prime your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Prime, Prime Video has released a new promo. Oh, this is the one I, I skipped because it was like super short. Prime Video has released a new promo spot for Invincible Season 2 Part 2. Huh? So yeah. only four of, of the eight episodes have been released, and those first four are out now. Um, Prime Video announced that the series will return March 14th, so like two-ish months away. See, that's a little long, but I get it. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I love this show. I, yeah. I've been, I, I was kind of upset that they stopped it at four because I was totally expecting the next week for that to continue on because like they left it on the, the shittiest cliffhanger. I <laughs> just totally like... agree. I told totally, it's like the first two episodes just got the thing started mm -hmm. and then two more episodes where it's like, all right, we're in the new season now. And then all of a sudden it's cut off. I'm like, what is it? And I didn't really know it was being broken up. I didn't like either. every week I'd, I'd go back and look. I'm like, where's the new invincible? What is happening here? Yeah. No, like I said, it, it kind of upset me where they, where they left it off because it was like, I, it was so interesting kind of seeing that relationship between him and his dad and it's like they left it on this cliffhanger and it's like oh god i need to see more of this oh okay it's been like two months and they haven't put a new episode up and then i looked it up online and they said oh they're breaking up the episodes like do you guys not realize that people don't like that yeah exactly <laughs> Or if you're gonna do it, tell us ahead of time. Yeah, it's like you're 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 doing that. It was already bad enough that they were doing it on a weekly basis. Yeah, right. But then it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna get people to tune in, and now we're gonna break up the show. And it's like, stop it. Do one or the other. Exactly. I I totally agree. I I was thrown off, and it kind of threw me off that um that they ended it at that spot. Yeah. It just felt almost like it wasn't finished, if that makes sense. No, 100%. Like, that's exactly It's almost like they, they're it. all just cut it off here. They should have at least given us five episodes, maybe six, and then did the break, and then bring it back for another four or five or six episodes. But right there, I think it was too short for a for a half season or for the first part. Yeah. No, I I, I agree. It's 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 upsetting, but it's it's fun. To, or it's, I'm happy to know that we're it's going to be coming back Still, it's like two months away, and it's yeah. like you're you're making me wait way too long for this. Whenever I'd go to watch like the new Reacher, and then it'd finish, and I'd be like, okay, let me see if Invincible's. Oh, no, Invincible. Great. Like at least I know the date now. It, it did. It did force me to watch Adam Eve because I uh, I hadn't oh. watched that yet, and I thought, uh, and, and it was like, oh, you uh, like because it, it has it listed as like season one point five. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, so I watched that ahead of time though. So did you watch? Um, Gen V while you're on Prime Video? I still haven't watched Gen V. Uh, I need to watch that because, I mean, I'm a big, I'm a massive fan of the boys. Uh, mm -hmm. And everybody that I've that I've heard has, anybody I've talked to has said that Gen V is just as good as the boys. So I need to, yeah, I need totally. to watch it. There you go. While you're waiting for Invincible to come back, watch mm -hmm. the boys or exactly. the Gen V. All now, right, let's keep it that, going in. In stories that don't die news. Take the next one from you, buddy. I know. Jeez. <laughs> In stories that don't die news, last week we covered that Danny Boyle and Alex Garland were officially developing another sequel to 28 Days Later titled 28 Years Later. We've now mm -hmm. learned that three major studios are battling for the rights to the project, which means that it is a big deal. Warner Brothers, Universal Pictures, and Paramount Pictures are all in the mix to snatch up the sequel. And right now, Warner Brothers is currently ahead of all of the others. I like this because, you know, it feels like it's, it's turning the industry on its head. Absolutely. You know, it's like all these big name studios are fighting for these projects. So it gives more power to the 
actors, the directors, the producers that are um, making these films and, and kind of the creatives in charge. Right. So I like this. So, you know, who knows what's going to happen? It might not just be a money grab. So they may not go for like, hey, let's sell this to the studio that throws the biggest check at us. It could be like, you know, we get to keep um, royalties or something like that, you know? Right. So we, we may be getting guaranteed a part two or a series or something from one of these big studios that does have a streaming service connected to it. So I'm, I'm totally okay with this fight over it. I like it. Yeah, Make it happen. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm all for this. I, I love the idea of, of, uh, of all of this just because it's such a, it's, it's such a good, like the, the movies themselves are really good. Uh, and, mm -hmm getting the sequel and then creating competition within all of that i'm i'm, I'm all for this i want to go back and watch the first one again just watch this both of them i mean they're both yeah. amazing movies just because we've been talking about it and i just remember watching that that first one and they're like chasing after him and then he's like you know they have all the uh shopping carts you know stacked up i'm like this is the kind of crazy apocalypse that i that i want to see right with crazy zombies that are running at you <clears throat> right keep your cardio up <laughs> That's rule number that's rule number one, right? Cardio? I think rule number one is double tap. Isn't it double tap? All right, then rule number two is cardio. I know I know it's one mm -hmm. of the one of the first two rules for uh how to survive a zombie apocalypse. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's keep moving. Uh, I feel the need, the need to do my own stunts. I need to sprint everywhere I go. <laughs> <laughs> because I am a man in my is he in his sixties already? No, he's gotta be in his fifties. Yeah. You know he may be in his sixties. He might be in his sixties now man he doesn't yeah. look it but i mean like you know yeah i was uh i was listening to this podcast so it was it was uh uh two bears one cave and it had burt kreischer and jake johnson and jake johnson did a movie with tom cruise mm -hmm. and uh tom cruise like does quirky things like hey jake why don't you fly with me he's like uh okay and everybody's like you gotta be gotta be careful what you do yeah. like there's only water there's no soda on the on the flight there's no alcohol 12 hour <laughs> flight you know it's it's that is what it is. You have to play by Tom Cruise's rules when you're <laughs> on Tom Cruise's private jet. You know what right. I mean? So it was all this crazy stuff where where um, Jake's like, I just I just want to drink. I want to hang out. But he's like, I can't because Tom Cruise doesn't let me drink. Um, but it was funny that Tom Cruise, he started doing Tom Cruise's workout. So he got all all happy. Like Tom's like, Tom's Tom's excited that I'm working out. So he's he's excited. And then the <laughs> uh, directors and the showrunners were like, hey, uh, Tom, Jake's losing a little too too much weight he was supposed to be chubby but you're kind of making him skinny <laughs> uh i just looked it up tom cruise is 61 oh my goodness yeah oh my goodness and he's like no it's good jake's getting skinny it's all good we're good we'll fix it later nobody will notice but then jake's like okay great i'm getting skinny i'm keeping up with tom cruise we're running from <laughs> from like plane to plane or plane to you know limo and all that and then he's like i look behind me and there's all these chubby makeup artists trying to keep up with <laughs> tom cruise and his pace and they're not working out like tom cruise oh it's so funny yeah anyway sorry i don't know why i had to do it anyway mission impossible <laughs> dead reckoning is set to zip line its way onto paramount streaming service on thursday january 25th oh, we're getting a Ooh. lot of stuff on the 25th i know i'm down with this but the seventh movie in the franchise has dropped part one from 
from its title. So it looks like they're going to change the title of the Dead Reckoning Part 2 to Dead Reckoned. I don't know. To, I mean, we we finished Reckoning uh, and now we're running. So if, if the first one is Dead Reckoning, that means the second one is going to be we found our way through the, through the forest. <laughs> keep running. Keep running. Is that what it is? <laughs> just keep swimming. Just keep running. Just keep running, running, running. Uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise has more cardio than anybody else in the world. That's 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 what it's gonna be. It's it's nuts. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's let's keep it going. This one's kind of fun. So in what if I could do this all day news? Marvel Studios is already looking to hype up What If season three with four new images that they released. The photos feature Sam Wilson as Captain America teaming with Monica Rambeau. Uh, and then there's a Captain America style Gungam mech suit. Yeah, Kinda I saw the, so we, we've got the first two pictures on the screen right now. I've got the other two mm -hmm. too, once you describe them here. Uh, so Bucky Barnes and, um, oh wait, sorry, um, Gundam mech suit. And then the next two are Bucky Barnes and Red Guardian hanging out, literally. Which I'm assuming that's from, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that's from the- uh, The clip that the got clip released that we got, like right. a week ago ago or two weeks ago it's them on their buddy cop right. escapades right and and then there's a clip of ant-man playing um manhandling red guardian which the like the first two pictures right uh captain america and monica rambo rambo and the and the gundam suits could be the same episode right and then maybe this episode with Bucky Barnes, Red Guardian, and then Red Guardian with Ant-Man. Those could be the same episode because you know how um, Bucky and Red Guardian were on the run? Maybe Ant-Man's trying to help capture the Red Guardian or something. Right. It's so, it's, it's interesting, uh, just the Gundam idea. And I, I, I think actually Fox had the rights to Gundam. So that's why Disney can do that. Maybe. I, know I mean, they don't have to say Gundam. No, but it's very, very, like that. that, that is very uh, borderline, you know, Know, copyright infringement stealing Gundam mechs you know what I mean like yeah that's true that's true yeah especially with the way they look they very much look like Gundams yeah they don't look Iron Man-esque they look Gundam-esque yeah because Gundams are very distinct so they look like they look like Gundam wing <clears throat> so we don't have a date yet for uh, what if season three? But with all this stuff coming out, I think we're gonna be getting what if sometime this year. Oh, absolutely! It, it feels like they've already got the work done. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I think it's gonna be, you know, how they did that kind of uh, Marvel event where it was like release it on the 22nd and then nine episodes all the way through christmas yada yada which was kind of fun i don't think we're gonna wait until christmas i think this is gonna be sooner yeah i'm i'm, I'm with you on that it's weird when we agree on things absolutely it is right so let's just move on and yeah in unrelatable <laughs> fantasy news because you you know i have to read this one just because I'm. oh yeah I'm, you're I'm, upset about this i i'm like... i'm going to I'm, I'm gonna hate speech the hell out of this right uh oh yeah in unrelatable fantasy news disney ceo bob Iger made 31.6 million in 2023 Jeez. before you begrudge bob which i am going to <laughs> this is down from 45.9 million that he made in 2021 which was his last prior full year of employment at the company eh, or, come on it's 15 million less come on it, it doesn't matter he still makes more than anybody could ever spend in a year eh, we'll see. variety broke down Iger's 2023 pay package which included eight hundred and sixty five thousand three hundred and eighty five dollars in base salary plus sixteen point one million in stock awards ten million in stock option awards two point one four million cash bonus 
and $2.48 million in other compensation. Yeah, and other compensation. Like, hey, we, we're going to buy the house for you, so in that way, you know, you can continue to tell, tell people that they don't deserve a living wage. Yeah. All right, this is all according to the company's proxy statement filed Tuesday with the SEC. Wow. Just a reminder, while Iger made that kind of money, he implemented mass layoffs, which ultimately affected more than 8,000 workers, among other cost-cutting and strategic moves. <laughs> you know, so it's like, oh, yeah, so uh, I'm going to make, you know, $31.6 million. It's less than what I made when I was in 2021 when I stepped down. Yeah, but you right. cost other people, I don't know, what, 50000 50, I mean, his right? base salary is less than a million dollars. Is that? His base salary is less than a million dollars. When how many people that work at Disney make anywhere between forty to eighty thousand a year? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean. What's so crazy about this? Eight hundred sixty-five thousand base salary, sixteen million in stock options, ten million in stock option awards. Like you could take away ten million in stock option awards, and it's still huge numbers. He two point one four million in cash bonus. Like you don't for for what reinvest that in the company okay i'm not gonna i'm not gonna continue with that's this. a lot of dole whip that you can buy 2.4 million that's, that's a lot of dole whip 2.14 million is a lot of money so that people can afford to buy their houses but you know hey let's instead of letting people have uh homes let's just cut 8,000 workers right yeah, Iger's I, contract with disney runs through the end of 2026 guys enjoy your enjoy your churros <laughs> oh my gosh and those churros are going directly into bob Iger's pocket oh yeah every time you buy a churro an expensive churro at disney right yeah because remember they just up the prices at disneyland again <laughs> yeah you're gonna like give him a quarter every quarter every churro sold he gets a quarter yeah oh my goodness you know if 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 if, if he if, if any of these ceos were actual you know people and not ghouls um you know and they cared about people rather than i'm gonna give a million dollars to charity which is nice to an extent but they're only doing it because it's a write-off you know yes give give give, give that 2.14 million dollars back to investing into the company and give everybody a raise there you go that's how you fix that all right get into the next well, one man I don't, well that's just got a, a perfect plan instead of giving your money to bob Iger and disney you know she prefers her churros from Mexico, so just go give your money to Mexicans, and, you're, and it's perfect. I'm not against that in any way. <laughs> give all of your money to Mexicans. Go. There you go. <laughs> On a brighter note, here's a fun casting update for the upcoming Tron Aries third film from Disney. Mm, Disney. X-Files star <laughs> Jillian Anderson has joined the project. I am liking this. I'm, I'm down with this. The movie is now being directed by uh, Joaquin Ronin from Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, and Contiki. And Jared Leto is set to star. Hmm, cool. I dig it. Yeah. I, I like me some Jillian Anderson. I've always enjoyed her her acting. Jillian Anderson's great. Go ahead. I was, I was saying Jillian Anderson's great. I I, I, <laughs> I I love her in X-Files. I love all the things that she does. Um, It's going to be interesting to see Jared Leto and how he takes on the role. Mm -hmm. I do have a... I fight opsis for the user's synopsis. I fight opsis for the user's synopsis. Synopsis.
The story for the movie is going to focus on the emergence of a sentient program that has somehow crossed over into the human world. Leto will take on the role of Ares, which is the manifestation of the Tron program. Leto is said to be playing a video game programmer and tech CEO in what is described as the leading role. Hmm. And no set date when we will be going back to the grid. I wonder if at any point, if he is going to be a manifestation of the Tron, of Tron, if he does end up saying, I fight for the users. It's almost like in reverse. You know how the first one was the lead programmer going into the grid or whatever? Right. Now it feels like it's the whatever, the, the AI coming out of the grid into yeah. the real world. It's interesting that they tap Leto to play this character when in the last movie, uh, uh, Killian Murphy was like you know the new mm -hmm. ceo and it's like you could have gotten killian murphy to play this role no way man killian murphy's too busy setting off nuclear bombs you know what <laughs> i mean oppenheimer style you can't you can't waste killian okay keep it going look up in the sky it's a bird it's a plane it's jj abrams superman movie oh my goodness several years ago it was announced that jj abrams was producing a new superman reboot for warner brothers this film said to focus on a black version of Superman, which we've seen in the comics. Right. There hasn't been any updates on the project for years. And with James Gunn and Peter Safran coming in to lead the charge at DC Studios, some fans assume that this project was dead. But that is not the case. A fan reached out to Gunn on social media. He is way on top of social media. Yeah, he is. And asked if the Else World Superman film was still in development. And Abrams responded with a simple yes. I I I'm I'm all with this, man. Um, yeah. I, I I love this character. Um uh, what's his name? Valzad. Yes. Is uh is the black Superman. Uh Valzad is an amazing character, and I love the idea of uh bringing Valzad and telling that alternate storyline because it is very, very different from the Superman that we know. He it, well with Kal-El, you know, Kal-El um, is is you know essentially a, a, a man that looks white, and you know he deals with different he deals with different uh, um, hardships that Valzad, you know, being the same exact character, deals with a lot more kind of like because of America deals with a lot more like you know civil rights and different issues that he has to deal with. So I mean, right. it's, it's a very yeah. interesting take on the character because it is very mm -hmm. Kal-El is very different from Balzad. Yeah, yeah. I dig this. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's cool that James Gunn is and Peter Safran are still open to these Elseworld storylines, you know, you right. know, projects that were talked about, JJ Abrams being involved in this project. You know, I think it's cool that it's still as of right now on the table they even talked about like um yes this is being produced by jj abrams but they're looking for you know um a black director you know black superman and kind of a um black centric cast so i think it's good representation it'd be cool to see this come to fruition i wonder if michael b jordan becomes attached to this because he right. was working he was working on a valzod film too uh and then um when when gun came on he uh he he stopped working on it so i wonder if like if jj abrams is like we're developing this but we want to do a you know a black centric character with the black director hey michael b jordan you know you were working on uh 
on on a Black Superman movie, you know, would you like to be involved in this? You know, yeah, I, I let's love the idea collaborate that, on this, right? Yeah. You know, that would be cool to have him come in and uh, and do that character. Exactly. And he Whether could, he, he plays could, the character or or produces, yeah, I was just gonna say he could play that character, like he'd play mm-hmm. the shit out of that character. Right. Right. Or maybe Jonathan Majors. I heard he's free right now. Oh, that's not. Gonna oh, happen. too soon. Too soon. Too soon. Not gonna All happen. Right, my bad. Let's keep it moving. And the winner is, we don't know yet, the nominations for the 1996 <laughs> Oscars 1996? have been, oh, wait, sorry, the 96th, <laughs> dang, I screwed that up. We'll, we'll edit it. We'll fix this. Yeah, we'll, we'll fix it in post. Yeah. The 96th Oscars have been announced, and Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer leads the pack with 13 nominations. That's followed by Searchlight's Poor Things with 11 nominations, Apple's original film Killers of the Flower Moon, which got 10 nominations and warner brothers barbie got eight noms all right all right all of these are nominated for best picture but that's not that's like okay we've seen that right you know golden globes we got it those are the those are the front runners surprisingly barbie has a couple of big snubs greta this is crazy yeah greta gerwig did not land a nomination for best director and margot that's so crazy. And Margot yeah. Robbie did not get the Best Actress nomination. Oh, right? wow. Which is actually really surprising because Ryan Gosling got nominated for Best Supporting in exactly. the same Exactly. Like, what kind of weird snub is this? And then on top of that, America Ferrara, Ferrera landed a nom for Best Supporting Actress. So they were like, hey, Greta, hey, Margot, thanks a lot, but we can't let um, women be on top, so we're not going to nominate you. So crazy. That's That that makes no sense to me. To like- I- not even give her the nomination and it's like it's not only that it was the most successful movie it is like critically one of the best movies of the year and it's like you're not gonna give Greta, Ger- Ger- Greta Ger- Gerwig and Margot Robbie unless they pissed off somebody at on on, on in the academy mm-hmm. which is actually possible and that like would really suck but I mean like you know you gotta remember the academy is still like an old boys club true very true yeah very so true. like if you piss off like you know the 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 board for the academy you know they're they'll, they'll take you out of anything right and it's like yeah we'll we'll give credit to barbie we're gonna give credit to uh to the male actor and i mean they are giving credit to uh, america ferrera who also did a great job in the movie but like you're not gonna give it to to margot robbie you're not gonna give it to greta gerwig who both basically wrote and put this movie together i know it's so messed up yeah so messed up even if there was some kind of weird behind the scenes drama i think this action of not nominating greta and not nominating mario sets a bad precedent and i could see you know uh ryan gosling i could see america ferrera boycotting the oscars because of this you know i think it creates more drama than than the lesson of hey we're going to keep you in your place because we're the oscars i wonder who actually got nominated for for best actress um i can look it up i think i have it here in the link for best actress or director so director um justine tiriot from anatomy of the fall martin scorsese killers of the flower moon christopher nolan oppenheimer yorgos lanthimos poor things and then jonathan glazer the zone of interest I think all those got Golden Globe noms nominations, except for Jonathan Glazer, The Zone of Interest. And I I may be wrong. That's why I'm like, Jonathan Glazer in The Zone of Interest? Okay, I get it. They like to give art house movies, uh, you know, nominations and stuff. Mm -hmm. But, like, dude, over Greta Gerwig? Like, yeah, I don't. It's nuts. It doesn't make sense to me at all. And then, uh, let's see, for leading actress, Annette Bening in Nyad. 
Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, which I think she's going to take it. Sandra Hewler, Anatomy of a Fall, Carrie Mulligan, Maestro, Emma Stone, Poor Things. Yeah. Yeah. I none of those stand out as like, yeah, definitely you over Margot Robbie. Well, Emma Stone, but I mean like Emma Stone is an amazing actress. I, I've never seen anything that she's done that wasn't great. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like she's she's always good in everything that she's in. So I, that I understand. Any anytime you do that and plus that movie has uh just critical love, you know. Mm-hmm. Um so she's probably one of the ones in there that I'm like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. But I mean like at least 3 of the actresses that you named, you know, could have been replaced easily with Margot Robbie. Yeah, totally. Totally, totally, totally. Yeah. I don't I I I just I don't feel that that, that that that's right. And a lot of people have been not liking the way that the Oscars have been going. There's been a lot of boycotts in the Oscars because of the way that they've been picking things for the last couple of years, so. Yeah, it's an odd one, so. Mm-hmm. Whatevs. Whatevs. Let's keep it going. Yeah. So, uh before before we move on here, ladies and gentlemen, uh we have a special guest for the next <gasps> two uh the next two uh, uh stories that we're going to talk about here uh ladies and gentlemen you know him as the host of the sts wrestling podcast well it's been a little while since he's done an episode uh but i am doing the summoning of jester g-man in the uh in the form of how do we how do we summon jester g-man ladies and gentlemen please welcome to the show the man we haven't seen for a while jester g-man john c <laughs> What's going on, guys? <laughs> what up, G? What's going on? Jester, we miss you, man. It's been, I think the last time that we had you on the show was when, I think it was SummerSlam. Yeah, it was almost two years ago, Yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> SummerSlam so. of like 2003, like Honky Tonk was in that. <laughs> Honky Tonk was still in the <laughs> seems WWE. Like that. Yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah well, hopefully, Eric- hopefully my hiatus is not going to continue for very much longer. So I'll put that foreshadowing out there. So, I like it. You know, so, it's like it's like you're fine tuning on the indies on on the yeah, house shows. Exactly. Like I'm it. staying out of the spotlight for a little bit and then coming exactly. back to uh, come back to TV, you know, Re- repackaged. Right. I like this. I like this. Yeah. So uh, we need you for these next couple articles. So let me get through some of this and then we're going to like need you to help kind of uh, uh, you know, just give us the unpack vibe. this for us. Exactly. Sure. I'll do okay. my best to do that for you. All right. So finally, the rock has come back to the boardroom. The great one has a seat at the table, which we should talk more about that statement later. As announced <laughs> in the press release, TKO Group Holdings has appointed Dwayne The Rock Johnson to its board of directors. TKO cited Johnson's experience in brand building as a re- reason for his inclusion, making note of his portfolio that includes Seven Bucks Productions, Terramana Tequila, Zoa Energy, Project Rock, and the United Football League. This is super cool. In exchange for his presence within the board, Johnson has been granted full ownership of the trademarked The Rock nickname. Wow. That is so cool. What it, so when you first heard this news, guys, what were you what were you thinking? How did what did you think about this uh uh, uh announcement from TKO? Well, not to uh not to sort of rib somebody, but um how many more times is The Rock going to replace Vince McMahon on something? 
As many times, you know what I mean? As many times I mean, as we do? need to he get took, rid of Vince McMahon. He took McMahon. the XFL. He took the, uh, and now he's taking his board seat on the on the chairman of the, uh, on the uh, on the board of directors. Yeah. Wow. So, I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's a good you know, point. But hey, who would you rather have at this point? Would you rather have? I mean, don't get me wrong. Back in the day, Vince McMahon was great, but now it's time for him to kind of you know step aside. He's a grandfather for God's sakes. You know, he needs to go home, do his thing, and now you got The Rock, and The Rock's gonna. I think The Rock's gonna kick butt. I think he is. I think he's gonna kick butt on the. Yeah board directors and he's got his good pal triple h with mm-hmm. him too so they're kind of a team i don't know if y'all saw those pictures of them sort of uh together on the press conference or whatever i don't know if y'all right. see any of those pics but no i didn't see that I, I think- yeah so like so they showed some pics of when they first started wrestling each other when they were really young oh, like yeah. you know uh triple h was the blue blood you know hunter Hearst helmsley and rock uh, rock was rocky mavia then they had the middle picture where they i think they were wrestling somewhere in the middle of their career when they got bigger and everything and then it showed them in the last picture of them kind of at the top of wwe and the top of uh tko and stuff so it's kind of kind of cool oh man it's kind of nation versus long term long term booking long term storytelling right uh, nation right versus degeneration x was like the, the was like the height of them in the attitude yep. era because it was like uh the, the the rock was leading the nation at that point uh mm-hmm. and it was like him versus the corporation and or when he yep. became a part of the corporation and all that and then you know they're going up against degeneration x like one of the most memorable moments out of all of that was when uh triple h came out as uh as the rock and he was you know the rock says this you know like just like messing around and all that kind of stuff and then the rock coming back out and making fun of triple h like those those were some of the best moments mm-hmm. um you know when they would do stuff like that and <clears throat> these are two dudes that make the most sense for being in charge of this stuff mm-hmm. um triple h is one of the best creatives in wrestling and should be at the top with mm-hmm. all that stuff that yep. guy yeah, you know absolutely. that company runs so much better when when paul's at the helm of it uh yep. and and Dwayne is proven to be somebody who knows how to run business in general i think that's mm-hmm. the reason they're bringing him onto the board that's the reason they cited all of the successful companies that he's had because mm-hmm. he is very successful in any company he runs and he yeah, also true. knows what the fans want yep. yep he he actually kind of out of that during his statement so he said the rocks of this my grandfather, High Chief Peter Maivia, and my dad, Rocky Soulman Johnson, would have never thought this day would come, which is why I'm very humbled to have a seat at the table that has decades of history and family legacy for me, a table that my family helped build, mm-hmm. being on the TKO board of, directors, board of Directors and taking full ownership of my name, The Rock, is not only unprecedented, but incredibly inspiring as my crazy life is coming full circle at my core. I'm a builder, like what you were saying. I'm a builder who builds for and serves the people. The people. I'm very motivated to help continue uh, to globally expand our TKO, WWE, and UFC businesses as the worldwide leaders in sports and entertainment while proudly representing so many phenomenal athletes and performers who show up every day putting in the hard work with their own two hands to make their dreams come true and deliver for our audiences. I've been there. I'm still there. And this is for them. Perfect. Yeah. You know, you know, what's crazy about all of this is him talking about it being full circle and, and, you know, coming back around and everything like that. I mean, he, he, the business is a part of him, you know, right. uh, and, and he truly has come out to show that he is the people's champion. It's not just a title and, and, uh, a gimmick that he had when he was, uh, wrestling. He is the people's champion because he does everything he can to help people. He does everything he can to entertain people the best that he can, uh, 
you know, it's it's he he's well deserving of being on the board of TKO uh, and and kind totally. of having decisions over the WWE. We, we make we make jokes all the time about you know how do you summon James? Say the Rock sucks three times, but like you know, in all reality, he is that dude is a true real life superhero. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, two things. So take it. Uh, you can also say even going back, even uh, piggybacking off what Phil just said. You can also say he's the ultimate inspiration because what was his story? He started with uh, he started with what seven dollars in his pocket when yeah. he first mm-hmm. started, and now look where he's sitting right now. Yeah, he's like one of the most powerful people in this in this wrestling business. Yeah. And to take another rib, and I think John Mez was going with this earlier, is uh, so does Roman just hand him the head of the table now? I mean, because he basically is the head of the table. Now. He is the head of the table, like really so. the head of the table. The dude is not yep. just like he is not just the most famous name in their entire family. Right. Yep. Because it's yep. like, yeah, Roman is massive, but he's not like he's not the rock big still. Oh, yeah. No disrespect to Roman. Yeah. It's at all. That it's the rock. Yeah, you know, it's the rock, you know, like, yeah. And then same thing again. I, I, I'm never going to say a bad word about Junior because, again, especially after meeting him, Junior is probably one of the coolest dudes ever. Right. Uh, Junior Fatu uh, uh, Rikishi. But mm-hmm. and you know, we know like Junior's legacy is like, you know, that entire family line is running through Junior right now. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. yeah. You know, because I yeah. guess, uh, you know, uh, Alpha Sun is, is the head of the, the head of the table right now. But I mean. You know, Peter Maivia's grandson is the head of that family. Very much so. Very much so. You know? Yeah. And, you, you know, if you think about it, like for us, longtime wrestling fans, he, coming from the Attitude Era, he is one of our guys. He's one of our top wrestlers. But he also has the history and the traditions that we kind of nerd out on. And, you know, when it was WWF and the indie scenes and, yeah. you know, all that. Like, we love all that. But for today and the new generation, he's their movie star. He's yep. their Michael Jordan with Project Rock. And, you know, he's he's the coolest guy in the room with, you know, Terramana tequila and all that stuff. He's like the perfect mix of like honoring tradition and having a history that we can all hook on to. But then also pushing forward this social media icon, this Oprah, you know, um, for today's generation. Yeah. So it's it's the perfect, perfect uh, um choice to have him there yeah, i'm super so. into this i dig it yeah absolutely. i dig it it kind of makes it you know honestly it gives me more faith and clout in tko and they're building something for their future because mm-hmm. knowing that they have the rock as their figurehead yeah. you know he's on the board of directors but guess what you're gonna have to show up to events and be the face of tko he's yep. gonna be at wrestling events whether it's just talking or or maybe in the ring but he's also gonna be at uf ufc events you know right any anything going on the rock is gonna be there so the dude I'm is the with this. dude is a massive representation of you know just kind of everything that's out there and again i think that it is a it is a smart power move to have Dwayne and paul both on the board making decisions for wwe because they they not only have the best intentions but they know they came from a, a period where it was at its most successful. So I think yeah, these yeah. are dudes who understand how to make it successful again. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Dwayne, is, of- Dwayne is making the XFL relevant again. United mm-hmm. Football League. With sir. United Football. Well, that's what I'm saying. With merging with uh, with um, 
uh, what was the other football league? The USFL. The USFL with merging with the USFL and doing the 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 United Football League. Like now there's off-season football, which wasn't a thing for like the longest time, and it's fairly successful. So I mean, I think I, I think they they found the formula. You know, a funny little story is, uh, and you know, I have no way to validate this. Obviously, I can just say that this was just a personal. If if my dog was in here, you know, she was a witness. But um, you know, it was funny when when the USFL and the XFL wrapped up their their this past season in 2023 i said you know what why don't these two leagues just merge because they're just kind of treading water by themselves right. you know they're mm-hmm. kind of they're going against each other and obviously you're never going to touch the big daddy you're not going to touch the nfl but you if you merge together i feel like it would be a little bit better and you would probably last longer and i was just saying this to myself while i was walking my dog around my neighborhood and i said you know that's kind of funny and sure enough like two weeks later it said uh xfl and usfl plan to merge and i'm like man did they somebody's reading my mind Uh oh is there like conspiracy theories going on here i don't know what's going on but it was kind of funny that it and like i said i have no way to validate that story that i've predicted that to happen but i was just kind of just saying that i was like you know it's kind of silly you got two t you got two leagues with eight teams and you know Mm -hmm. they weren't doing bad i mean i watched it it was entertaining and stuff but i mean i'm like how long can you really sustain it exactly how long can you really sustain it that's how the nfl started though like you know it was uh, the afl and the nfl they merged together and you know became the what, what we know now is the nfl uh and and thanks thanks to who al davis you're welcome <laughs> I, I, Go I, Raiders. I, yeah. I, I give credit where credit's due yeah, right. uh, too, too bad the bang, raiders bang, raider gang. too bad too, bang, 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 raider bang, gang? davis gang stop talking about your niners this guy so upset that the niners are so much better of a team <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no, they're, no, they're not though, better. Yeah, I mean, who's, they're a good who's... team? They're gonna have their hands full with Detroit, though. I think. Oh my Detroit's god, a um, good story. I, I and we have to move on, but I'm just gonna yeah, end yeah, it, go ahead. I'm gonna end it with this. Um, Detroit is gonna be a handful if we can make it past Detroit, which I'm hoping mm-hmm. as as a Niner fan, I think that we have a chance against Detroit. Sure, sure. In the Super Bowl, no, no disrespect to uh, to the Chiefs, but the Ravens are unstoppable right now. I agree. Um, uh, so the Ravens are going to be, it's, if it's Niners Raiders in the Super Bowl, yes. as a Niner fan, I sadly have to say it's going to be the Ravens because they mopped the floor with us in the regular season. Yeah. And that wasn't that far off towards the, uh, to, to the end of our, of our regular season. So I, I think that I sadly think that the Ravens are probably going to take it all the way and, and, and win the ring. Uh, if the Niners can get, can, can get their shit together and if they can, uh, get their defense where it was you know a couple years ago (laughs) because the whole we're the seventh defense in the nfl so it's not like you know we're doing all that great the issue is that you have the seventh defense in the nfl going up against the number one offense in the nfl uh and and you know defense wins championships so the, the issue that comes into play is you know if they can figure out all the issues and mistakes they made in the first game which most of the stuff brock Purdy brock Purdy threw four interceptions for the first time in his career and none of it was him misstepping it was just their defense was so on point you know that, that was what back in thanksgiving uh no yeah. that was after thanksgiving this was uh oh that was christmas night yeah oh, that was christmas night yeah. i think yeah, yeah that's right. they uh yeah. like i said they blocked 
four attempts and recovered the ball on all four of those. Mm. So the interceptions were forced interceptions and not uh, uh, they, they, it wasn't Brock Purdy making mistakes. It was just their defense is that damn yeah, good. Yeah, their defense is. Yeah, not a lot of weaknesses on that Ravens team. Right. So that's that's where I'm afraid as a Niner fan is yeah. I feel like we have a better chance against Detroit, even though that's gonna not, not going to be an easy game. It surprises me that Detroit is doing so well. Yeah. Um, I don't think that that's going to be a bad game. I think that no. the Niners have a chance to beat Detroit. You know, it's not going to be a walk in the park like half the teams we played in the season was. Right. Um, but if we get past Detroit, I don't think we're going to get past the Ravens, sadly, as, as a Niner fan. I want us to get past the Ravens. I want us to pull the upset and get that sixth ring. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's there's a good chance it's not going to happen. And I'm being that's me being realistic as, as a Niner fan. Well, all we can hope is for a good game. Yeah. Uh, but that's enough on this. Uh, yep. Let's let's get into uh, let's get into the story that everybody's been waiting for because everybody in the chat's been sure. talking about this one. Uh, yep. So I know we're all excited for this, ladies and gentlemen. If you want more WWE news, give me a hell yeah, hell what? yeah, oh yeah, what? yeah. What? Okay, WWE's yeah, what? flagship show is heading to Netflix. What? The streamer has been on the lookout to increase its live content offering to subscribers dabbling in comedy specials and reality reality TV shows. What? Mm-hmm. But what Netflix has really wanted is to secure a deal for live sports, which streaming companies have started to expand into, like Hulu has live sports. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, Max has added a live sports tier for subscribers. What? And Peacock and Paramount Plus have live sports as well. What? And then, of course, like I just mentioned, Hulu has live sports. What? Okay, so mm-hmm. with all that being said, Max does too, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Say that? Well, uh, th- th- that's, yeah. I-, I keep saying that because that's a um, that's in Hulu's commercials. Oh, <laughs> Hulu has live sports. Uh, so yeah. this will be the first time Raw isn't on linear television since it debuted over 31 years ago. Netflix wow. will be the exclusive new home for Raw, which means no more USA. Yeah. Uh, well, USA gets us. SmackDown, don't they? Uh, are they? Yeah, I think they got SmackDown. Okay, because Fox. Uh, uh, Fox yeah, because they're over. leaving Fox in October. Gotcha, so. gotcha. Uh, and I Netflix- think I think SmackDown is going to USA. Okay, that makes that makes sense. They'll still have. But that, you're so. right. Raw is going to be leaving USA for you know for where it's been for like a long, long time. Yeah, and it's 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 as far as I know, it's always been on Raw. I mean, it's always been on on USA, right? So, uh, it had a few years where it went to um, TNN, which later became Spike. But I don't think it became Spike when Raw was on it. It was still the TNN network, right? But then um, that was only like for a few years, and then they went back to USA. With USA, I remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so Netflix well, they had a little a brief hiatus, right? Netflix's new partnership with WWE and TKO Group Holdings Incorporated. We'll see WWE Monday. Monday Night Raw moved from USA Network to Netflix starting in January of 2025. What? Uh, so this is great for WWE, but what does this mean for the streaming landscape in general that something this big is going to be live on a streamer? What do you guys think? I so, think this is going to be huge yeah, yeah, for a huge get for WWE, but I think it's going to start trickling down into, say, AEW. And what is AEW going to do? I think, you It'll know, it's going to be that, um, uh, what is it, Rising Tides, you know, raises all ships or whatever. Right. Um, I think everybody's going to get a a boost on this you know whether it's wwe or it's going to be um aew goes to max right somehow or or maybe like 
some other companies like TNA, who just got rebranded from Impact, gets a pop and does something with with a streamer or something right. like that. Right, right. So we'll we'll see what ha- I think. NWA has a contract now. I think it's going to be like on CW or something like that. That was so going to happen. I don't think that's happening anymore. Yeah, something happened. I think. Uh, with that. I think other other promotions are going to benefit from yeah. this because I think I agree. I agree. They're yeah. going to see value in wrestling and be like, wait, you're, you guys do this all the time? Oh, yeah, we do it all the time. Uh, give us your content. Con- it's going to be a content grab. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I. Um, th- th- this is what worries me about, about this as, as a precedent. Um, Netflix is already charging more and more and more every year. They Their prices have steadily gone up. Uh, basic packages are like 15 bucks now. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's like $25 if you want 4K, which I downgraded from because it's like expensive right Mm -hmm. they are starting especially i think the the bad precedent that comes with this is if you are able to say we have raw live on our show on our on our network on our on our app which is one of the most watched shows in the country when it comes Mm -hmm. to live uh, viewing like the only thing it's only it's only second to like uh to to major football events yeah like the super bowl you know stuff like that Mm -hmm. if raw is coming to netflix and they can advertise that this is going to be an excuse for them to raise their prices again this is going to be something where they go 30 35 dollars for netflix uh and and it's i think they this is going to be their excuse to justify essentially becoming the new um uh cable service you know like basically you know mm-hmm. cable cable has been charging like you know at the lowest 40 dollars at the most you know you can get, pay like 80 to 120 a month for like certain packages and stuff I, netflix is starting to become that it's like an on-demand cable service yeah. and that precedent is like the whole idea of streaming services was so that you you know you cut the cords and you don't pay as much well now between netflix and max you're paying way more than mm-hmm. Than, than just having cable. You know, I I see what you're saying. I and I and I get your that point. That scares of view. me. That scares me. I, it, 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 I don't think yeah. Netflix is gonna be raising the prices just for raw. I think people like uh, my wife, who's watching Bridgerton or whatever, who doesn't give you know two f's about Raw, right? They don't want to pay extra for Raw. I think I think Netflix will be aware of another price increase, and if that happens, but it won't be due to Raw no, but coming the, on board. What what I'm saying is more so the only way to watch Raw is if you have this tier, and it's an excuse for them to mm. raise up the prices, and and people will. Be be willing to pay for that well here's what i also looked up too i looked up um also when peacock's contract yeah. is going to be up with wwe and that's going to be up around early 2026 so i think what's ultimately going to happen is yes they're going to bring raw in january of 2025 and you know you obviously both of you have valid you know concerns and valid points and everything and and we're not even mine's sure more valid than young phil's mine is definitely more <laughs> valid than young phil's <laughs> Well, you know, but we don't know what Netflix is going to do. We don't know yeah. if they're going to use this as an excuse to raise prices. We don't know if this is, they're going to use this as an excuse to actually develop a kind of a, a productive tier system, what they're going to do. But I think what also is going, probably going to happen is Peacock is eventually going to give up the WWE content to Netflix. And I think Netflix is going to get all the WWE content from Peacock. Mm-hmm. And then all of the WWE is going to be on Netflix. Including like, what is it? Um, premium live events. Yep. 
I think everything's going to Netflix by 2026. I think that's the end goal is that Netflix wants those premium live events, the pay-per-views. I think they want those more Mm -hmm. than just, you know, like I think they do want the weekly stuff. I think they want that year round. um, Like, Hey, people will be tuning in at this time for this. Now here's a question for you guys. We know that raw is three hours and a ton of wrestling fans think raw is too long for three hours. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen to the ads? So, so they basically already addressed this a little bit. So basically it is going to be, and this is where, this is where young Phil's uh, concerns become kind of reality a little bit is if you have a certain tier of Netflix, this is what they're kind of predicting is going to happen. If you have a certain uh, tier of Netflix, you're going to be commercial free. Because now the ads that you see on USA for all the stuff like that's going away. So basically what they're going to do is they're going to kind of kind of do what like Peacock or whatever the other services do. They're going to show you advertisements that have to do with their service or whatever is involved with their service. You're not right. going to see the normal ads that you usually saw for raw uh, for you know various businesses that cable would put on there. So if you have the commercial free, they said actually what you're going to see is what you would see if you were actually in the arena. So you would see like them doing what they do when they go to commercial. Like if you're sitting there, that's what they're going to, that's what you're going to see. (laughs) Um, But obviously if you have like the lowest tier, which would probably be Mm. not commercial free, you would have to go, you know, you would take a break, sort of how like Peacock and Peacock premium work, you know, if you're, or premium plus and premium, I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. where, you know, you know, like on the premium live events, if you have premium, you go to commercial breaks during some of the things on the premium live events. And then on premium plus you actually get the you actually get the preview while everybody else is having ads so i think it's going to kind of work a little bit similar to that um but that could be that could potentially be kind of cool for like netflix certain tier where you're you're acting like you're you're sitting at home streaming it but you're acting like you're sitting there in the arena and you're watching what they're doing when you know other people are at commercial and the commercials won't be as long either the commercial breaks obviously won't be as long either yeah i was going to mention that like so it's going to knock down the three hours obviously yeah definitely like Mm -hmm. uh i have peacock now and i don't have the ad free version i have the normal Mm -hmm. um version and i think it's maybe a minute long of ads right you know in the packet sometimes there's like two or three ads so the ads become super short individually but they usually take up only about a minute if that yeah yeah yeah. and i i don't have a um netflix tier that has ads because i'm bougie and uh, I like my Netflix ad free. So I don't know what it's like on, on Netflix with ads. Well, I, that's my thing. I mean, I have Netflix too, but does Netflix, do they have a different tiers now? I don't think I, they, have they do have tiers. lower tiers that are like 10 bucks for with ads and stuff like that. Okay. Same thing with like right. Disney plus okay. has, uh, has lower tiers with ads now. Oh, okay. I guess we have the one without ads then. I guess. Mm. <laughs> so, okay. Um, but I mean, like I said, you, <laughs> You could, uh, I mean, I don't know. There's a, like I said, there's a thousand ways you could play this scenario. I mean, it, like I said, both things could happen. You know, they could find a way to raise the prices or they could take this opportunity to mm-hmm. really <laughs> dig down deep and say, okay, we need to make an affordable tier system so that more, we can get more eyes viewing all this and not just get the ones that can afford a $35 bill a month. And right. we don't want to essentially become cable again, because that's kind of what people are trying to get away from anyway. So, right, right. I'm, laughing because say wong in the chat 
like we're getting into the weeds of ads. You know, we have no idea <laughs> yeah. what's going to happen, but yeah. we're talking about the timing. I agree. Of ads. I agree. And, and say Wong's. Meanwhile, New Japan fans, we don't care. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, again, it's what you were saying too is, I agree with you. It's going to set the precedence for for uh, other promotions as well. Yeah. So I think mm-hmm. once this happens with WWE going to Netflix, yes, you're going to see AEW get into something. You're going to see TNA, which I think I don't know if you guys have heard this, but does TNA? I thought I read this somewhere, and I thought somebody was talking about it on their podcast. I've, I've you know I saw some other YouTube channels. Does TNA and WWE kind of have a silent partnership? There's been rumors that that, that yeah. that's that, that there have been like kind of like a. a I think double, I heard that somewhere. I, that I know they have a silent partnership or something. WWE wanna... and New Japan have have had some like uh, partnerships in the past. Yeah, I know. I know Triple H is trying to revive that, isn't he? Yeah, he's trying to revive the relationship with New Japan. I well, because when Vince came back, he cut it off, and then now that Vince is gone again, it's like okay, let's right. let's fix this. Right. Because <laughs> he understands yeah. again. Paul understands the fans he understands that they want you know these forbidden doors they want these um these these crossovers with different things like you know the ultimate crossover would be if nj oh if AEW and wwe could work together and we could have crossover matches between them you know but like you know until then you know it's it's it is what it is yeah yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, i agree i agree but yeah i think i think this could be like i said like james was saying i think this could be good for everybody because like i said it could it could really um like I said, it could it could be kind of a uniform kind of uh you know plan for all the promotions to kind of go forward yeah. and yeah. You know, just get more exposure. They're setting a, they're setting like a, a blueprint. Yeah, you know whether it's WWE yep. on the biggest scale or AEW or you know Impact, you know it's there or TNA I should say. Um, mm-hmm. They're setting a blueprint where like, hey, follow this. You may not find the biggest streamer, whether it's netflix yeah. or max or somebody but you might find somebody else or peacock could go like hey that did okay who else can can bring me content like like mm-hmm. wwe hey you know impact or new japan show me what you got right. you know that sort You're of right. thing so l a night yeah <laughs> yeah so i don't know we should say jester g Garland, you're awesome. Thank you for jumping on. We totally hey, appreciate no you for having me. helping out, bringing your expertise on this, so we can we can get a little bit more deeper with with this content. So thank you so much, buddy. No problem. No problem. Yeah, we and once again, I mean, coming on. Give us the plugs. Give us the plugs for the for the podcast. Oh, put me um, on the spot here. Okay. Uh, All right. IG. Um, you know, if well, anybody wants to follow you, where they, where can they follow more Jester G Man? So uh, you can follow me. I, I I'm not under believe it or not. I'm not under Jester G Man, obviously, but um, I'm not, I'm under my real name. So on Instagram, I'm under at Garland B Jones. It's all one word. Whoa, whoa, work um, the gimmick, bro. Come on, huh? <laughs> work the gimmick. Well, to be honest with you, I'm also um, I'm not necessarily dropping the Jester G-Man moniker. I'm not dropping it. I'm kind of semi-retiring it. Um, so I'm going to go be going uh, under a new handle when I start my channel on here. So uh, so I'll I'll let you stay tuned to that though. I'll let you. I'll I'll keep the cliffhanger going on that. Um, it's not going to be really monumental though. It's not going to be like a huge deal but it's not going to be gesture g-man i'll just say that gotcha um but you can call it like i say you can follow me on instagram at garland b jones that's really the only active one i have other than when i start this channel so uh so it's just instagram for now okay. um and that's pretty much it right now so um so stay tuned i'm probably going to start uh putting some content up here probably well, what we got royal rumble this weekend don't we 
Yes, sir, yeah. we do. Um, so, so I don't know if I'm going to do necessarily a preview for the Royal Rumble, but I will probably definitely be talking about the Royal Rumble afterwards because I think the Royal Rumble is going to be pretty, pretty sweet this year because you have so many people that I think could win this thing. I really don't. I don't have a. I don't have a clue really to pick because there's different scenarios where you can. Um, uh, there's different scenarios that you can go with a lot of people who have a very strong case to win the Royal Rumble. I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, the most popular one is some people think Cody's going to repeat. I don't know if I'd necessarily agree with that. Um, I'm not saying I don't want to see it, but I'm not saying I I just don't know if I agree with that. Mm -hmm. Um, CM Punk has a very good... uh, very good story to to actually do it. Although I don't know if you guys recently heard Seth Rollins is injured, although he's going to try to try to take the title into WrestleMania anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see if it's still CM Punk and Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. Um, I, I think Gunther is your sleeper pick. I think he might actually come by and win. He could. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And Drew could be right in there. Drew, Drew's got what, a good solid case too. He, could, he can get a push at any point in time, especially with Seth Hurt. Yeah. yeah. You know, there could be an easy push, you know, so we shall see. I think the women's Royal Rumble is a more of a mystery. Yeah. Than yeah. Oh, we, uh, yeah. I got I to gotta ask both of you guys this because the news that came out this morning Okay. Do, do you guys think because Naomi just dropped uh dropped the strap? Do you think that Naomi is going to show up in the Royal Rumble? I yes. have a big yes, I do. Big... Yeah, I think you're also going to see somebody else show up at the Royal Rumble that uh I think has been going back and forth of where she's going. Um, this, like I said, I could be wrong about this, but I'm thinking. I'm just pay attention to the signs yeah. and I know there's a lot of people there on one side and a lot of people. And to be honest with you, I really don't care where she goes because I think she'd be great in either place. Are we talking about Miss Vernado? Yes, we are. Oh, okay. And I who <laughs> Miss Vernado. Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks. Oh. Yeah. Mercedes Vernado. So, or or uh, you know, whatever her name is. Mercedes Monet or whatever. Yeah, you, whatever you, you want to call her. You, you don't um, recognize cool the Benoit name? I'm cool with either either character. I'm cool with either character. Yeah. Um, but I think based on what we've seen on social media and all this stuff. And I know a lot of people are saying she's going to AEW right now. Like mm-hmm. I know that's the popular opinion, but I've been paying attention to the actions rather than the words. Right. And you know, she was at the TNA show. She was at hard to kill with all of her buddies from WWE. Mm-hmm. Now I know not, I know that definitely doesn't necessarily mean anything, but I'm just saying, but she's been doing a lot of WWE references. Yeah. Now, I don't know if she's just trying to throw people off the scent and she's trying to put a red herring out there and stuff. And then she's going to show up in AEW. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there was a few weeks ago where they said the talks had died between her and WWE. Well, they said the same thing about CM Punk, too. And yeah. guess where he showed up? Yeah. I, I know the fans want both of them back. I know yeah. 90%, 99% of the reason they left was Vince. Because, yeah. you know, Obviously. Vince yes. give, Vince giving them shit storylines and saying that, well, we we want to we basically want to we, we want to we're, we're going to use you guys as placeholders and not give any respect to your championship reign and the both of them just said fuck this we're out and which yeah. i i don't blame them for leaving because of the no. way that they were treated the way that they were treated the way that vince treated them vince's old school mentality and the way that his storylines need to be written i know that uh uh paul had a lot more respect over the both of them mm-hmm. um so now that he's back in charge again 
you know, like TKO gave him the reins. It's mm-hmm. um, there's more reason for both of them to come back because they have massive fan bases within WWE. Let me give you another thing I think about Sasha Banks coming back to WWE. So there's a little bit. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but there's a little bit of a little bit of a, a rift going on between Damage Control. Yes, and it looks like uh, it looks like somehow that. The rumor is that the rest of Damage Control is going to turn on Bailey, and yeah. it's going to be Dakota Kai that's pulling the strings and right. running the show. And what better way for her to counter Damage Control than to have one of her best friends come back, Sasha and Banks, Sasha Banks right. and Bailey coming back? So, oh my that's god, and another thing I'm throwing out there. But the both of them as heels together is is the best because Sasha oh, yeah. is already a good heel. Bailey's heel has heel character has been great. You yeah. have the two of them playing heel characters, right? Like they can play NWO versions of uh, of themselves. Mm-hmm. And then Trinity can come and be with them too. Yes. Because absolutely. they are all. I was going yeah, to mention that. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I mean, you know, she, Naomi, you know, Trinity is, is she is also an amazing wrestler. She's also best mm-hmm. friends with the two of them. Yep. You know, it makes sense to put the three of them together, especially now that, that they're putting stables together again yep. and have the three of them together and, and just be a force to be reckoned with. Yep. And like I said, like I said, I don't want to seem like I'm picking sides. Like I, I don't have a favorite of where she should go. Like if, if Sasha Banks wants to be Monet, you know, Mercedes Monet and go to AEW, that's fine and everything. I just think right now it makes more sense storyline wise. Yeah. Like if she goes, goes back to WWE she she can fit right into a storyline right and it can be right there mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I so. agree I think they'd save I think they'd bring Trinity slash Naomi in for Royal Rumble and mm-hmm. then maybe Sasha makes that big damage control save at Wrestlemania that would be a huge could pop. be it just depends on when they're going to pull the trigger with Bailey and damage control. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know if they're going to wait till WrestleMania on that or whether they're going to do it here. Cause it seems Saturday, like, yeah. it seems like here they're going to pull it at Royal Rumble. Then it seems like they might wait. I don't know. I, I think they generate a shit ton of buzz if they do it this Saturday. And yeah, that gives them time to create the storyline going forward between them and damage control. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure maybe Dakota Kai's health probably has a little bit to do with it too, with her mm-hmm. with her bum knee and everything. Is that yeah. what she has? A knee injury? I think is what I think yeah. that's what she yeah, has. Yeah. Um, so they're probably they're probably trying. And obviously, I don't know when her timetable is when she's supposed to be back yeah. too. But um, but at hey, least they're putting no, her on TV. So if you guys want to talk about this more, it's almost like we need somebody to create a podcast <laughs> so we can talk about this, man. Yeah, we can speculate on more wrestling, man. Yeah. Uh, we definitely well, you need can to talk about this for five hours if you yeah, want. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. SDS wrestling making the comeback. I know. Uh, uh, Jester, Garland, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight, man. Uh, Once again, uh, this is like 20 minutes ago that we were like doing this, but uh, we appreciate you so much, man. And we we cannot wait to see what you guys or what you do over at STS Wrestling uh, coming back, bringing STS Wrestling back. Uh, And again, you know, we are more than happy to come and uh, uh, have more conversations with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, thanks. Take care, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Night. Yeah. All right, man. We'll see you later. See you later. That was fun. I got one fun. That was awesome. That was awesome. I love Chester. I love talking with him about wrestling. Absolutely. You can got see, one like, final we just story. Kept what? going. So you can see we just kept going, and it's like we, we, we I know we you, had him. We 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 had him uh, put himself over like twenty minutes ago, and now it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw you give me the private chat light, like hey, wrap it up. But then you know, oh yeah, you kept screwed talking, that up. and then I, I had to up. keep talking. Exactly. I can let you. I can let you <laughs> hog it all. All right. Anyway, final story. Finish him. Over the past month, as filming continues on Mortal Kombat two. 
producer Todd Garner has been teasing the characters that we'll be seeing in the sequel on the social media. The filmmaker has been posting images that either clearly reveal or merely tease the fighters he's excited about. This time, however, no mistaking who he's teasing because his name is written all over it. Johnny Cage, yep. who will be played by none other than Carl Urban from The Boys. From everything. Coming to Mortal Kombat 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm excited for this, man. Um, so, yeah, yeah, continue. I was going to say, the newly released image shows a belt with a character's last name written in huge letters, which is also a nice attention to detail from the costume department because Johnny Cage is known in the Mortal Kombat franchise as a self-absorbed person who loves to toot his own horn. Mortal Kombat is yet to get a release date, but that's cool. I dig this. There's there's a couple of different things that that they revealed in these pictures too. So I mean, it looks like uh, obviously we're getting Johnny Cage. We have we have this uh, Johnny Cage picture, but there's also uh, um, in in the material that they put out, uh, Scorpion and and um, Sub Zero are coming back. Mm, yeah. Which uh, spoilers from the last movie? If you didn't watch the last movie, they technically died, but they also in the explanation for that because it's not a hard explanation. I actually mentioned this in the last. Mortal Kombat review that we did. Um, all you have to do is bring in Quan Chi. Quan Chi. Which they announced Quan Chi is going to be in this movie. So if Quan Chi is in this movie, the sorcerer Quan Chi, uh, that means he is going to be reviving the two of them and probably making them his slaves like they are in the games. Perfect. You know, Perfect so way. it makes a lot yeah. of sense. Uh, they said that they are still going to be focusing on um, on, um, oh, what's his name? Michael Tan? Mm-hmm. On his character. Um, he's still going to be like the primary character in the movie and everything like that but they are going to focus around the tournament they are going to focus on uh on characters that uh like fan favorite characters and stuff they are going to be making the story um follow kind of like the current storyline in the video games uh, a lot more closely because he's taking the feedback that a lot of fans gave him from the first movie yeah i was wondering why they did that like mm-hmm. how they're retelling the original story yeah but knowing that there's you know moral combat 2 coming it makes sense it's like hey let's update more Mortal Kombat for the next generation in movies and games. Right. You know, and, and I mean, like the, the, the whole idea was, I, I think what they were doing was establishing that, um, that Shang Tsung was uh, essentially mm-hmm. trying to usurp power within Earth Realm, right? Uh, they also yeah. did say that, um, um, oh, uh, the main um, Shao Kahn, that Shao Kahn is going to be in this movie too. They actually announced mm-hmm. who Shao, who was playing Shao Kahn. Mm-hmm. So Shao and Kahn, they they announced that Luke Cage is going to exist in the Kelvin timeline. Yes. Is that also correct? Yes. yes. Yeah. Absolutely. In the, I mean, back. He, uh, uh, he does exist in the Kelvin timeline because <laughs> yeah. he is a character. In that movie franchise, I got so oh God. confused, so good, so good. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for this, man. I'm, I'm, uh, I cannot wait for this. I, I did like the first movie. Uh, it was there were a lot of surprises and things that were a little off, but mm-hmm. I got exactly the the rivalry between um, Scorpion and Sub Zero was something I wanted, and they really did highlight that a lot. So, yeah, that was good. That was really good. Yeah, I like that storyline a lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that's it for news. That is it for the news. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into the last segment here. Uh, It is now time for the breakdown. Break it down! Oh, graphics department. You did such a good job. The graphics department is on point. (laughs) If it ain't broke, don't try to fix it. All right. No trying at all. (laughs) 
All right, the Echo series. Uh, we're gonna break down Echo or Marvel's Echo as Maya returns to Oklahoma and faces her true family legacy. The new MCU features some great Easter eggs pointing to her comic history, the greater MCU, and more. Marvel's Echo is shorter than previous MCU shows, having been placed under a new special banner known as Marvel Spotlight. However, there are still plenty of fun references as Maya Lopez reconnects with her powerful family lineage while facing the legacy she left behind with Kingpin. So initial thoughts of this series. I know there's a lot of a lot of uh, drama with the episode counts and reshoots and whatnot. So what did you think? What were you expecting going into this new series? This new I, spotlight series? I, I think I had um, low expectations for this show, right? Trepidations, if you will. Yeah, I, I, I had low expectations for this show because I, I I was skeptical about them releasing it all at once rather than not doing the weekly model like they've done with every other show. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I I just kind of felt like, okay, then it, it does Marvel not have faith in this and everything like that and then i watched it and i couldn't stop <laughs> the, mm -hmm. the, the 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 big thing with this show is there is escalation and stakes in every episode so right you know, each episode moving forward from from the first episode moving on to the next one to the next one there are more and more stakes happening and it's it's also a very different concept to have a character who is who is deaf mute and mm -hmm. uh you know the entire show is in i mean like majority of like everything when she especially when she's involved in the scene is mm -hmm. american sign language but on top of that it, it, i think one of the coolest things in this was her like they're showing everything from her perspective so she can't hear anything yeah i thought that was i thought that was really cool too it was it, it made you like um watch the show and you're like wait something's different something's wrong yeah. and i like how they portrayed like it would flip back from her point of view to the you know regular camera point of view and i, I dug that a yeah. lot yeah I, I i thought it was great man i i thought the way that they did the show in general was really good um i was really nervous going into this show i was yeah. just like oh are we gonna get like the last bit of non Iger, you know, storytelling, you like just pump out content and and not be aware of where it's leading and just throw a couple Easter eggs here and there and be like, okay, it's a show. Consume it. Move on. But I, I love that this show had a ton of heart. Yeah. And like you pull out all the cool fight scenes and this and the show is just about her dealing with with her past and coming to terms with the good and bad of her past and choices she made to to leave and unresolved issues with her family like everybody can relate to that stuff yeah the, the yeah. other big thing that i love about what this show did is this was their first experiment uh, experimentation into mature rated content mm -hmm. and because yeah. of the good feedback that they did get with this it established that the netflix mcu the netflix marvel shows are now canon mm -hmm. yeah right because yeah. they made references to things that happened in the marvel movies uh or in the, in the netflix show sorry in the, in the netflix shows um which established that it's still in the same universe and then on top of that they um uh marvel added it to their slate of uh of of the official mcu timeline yeah yeah you know what's so cool about the show is that like i got so involved in her storylines and this you know in her ancestors yeah. stories that you're telling is that i forgot why she went back home and there was there was actually a purpose i guess there was 
like the gun running um, from Fisk. He was like running um, guns and, and, and arms out of her little town in Oklahoma. And she went back to like sabotage that. Right. That whole uh, setup. So I was like, oh, I, didn't, I don't even remember that part. But thanks. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I, I I like that they established that her family, uh, like there's there, there's a tear in her family, right? Like the majority of her family isn't, you know, they, they don't like this crime that everything was going through. But uh, her dad, we all know the story of her dad and everything through um, mm-hmm. through Hawkeye mm-hmm. and all whatnot. But they expanded on that, uh, and then they involve her uncle mm-hmm. and how her uncle was involved in all of that, and just yeah. kind of like the love that they had for her, where they didn't want her to be involved in it, but then she became a part of it. But 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 like her mom too like that whole storyline of like what happened with her mom like oh my gosh that was heartbreaking it was tough yeah it was tough there there, there were some scenes that were very heartbreaking in this where you know you Mm -hmm. she becomes very relatable for someone who is essentially a villain through the through the whole beginning of the show yeah you know um and uh and just yeah man some some of the some of the fight scenes in this in the show were were next level they you know what's so interesting is that they it's almost like they looked at daredevil like everybody loves the fight scenes you know like the the one cam shot Mm -hmm. how can we incorporate more of those into into this and i loved like we just saw a shot of it on on the trailer that popped up i love those fight scenes they were so cool like and there was like three or four like there was pretty much one an episode of uh of those major like almost one camera shots right and again no no spoilers uh for for anyone who hasn't watched the show yet but just there's a fight scene in the very first episode that just is immediately what brought me so much joy into this show mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like just it, it's it was something that we all wanted that we got in this and then again you see in the trailer right here you see wilson fisk's just brutality it almost um in a weird way like it le- legitimizes or connects to the whole daredevil defenders um universe or series just by having those one shot or one camera angle you know fight scenes right in it so i i dug that i dug that but it's still connected to like the rest of the mcu like I think blanket uh, wasn't that, no biscuits 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 mentioned that um, Mandrapur was like Navajo style blankets were being sold at Anthropology and they were made in like Mandrapur or something like that. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's kind of cool, kind of interesting little tie in right there. Um, but even like, I like how much thought they put into this. Like, uh, uh, I think it was that one. I think it was like the third episode where they did that old timey black and white western type intro. Right when they were talking about the um one of her ancestors took tuklo who is one of the light horse women right and they did like that in- it reminded me of loki how loki did like yeah. some kind of old-timey intro when they were talking about victor timely yeah i'm like absolutely oh, kind of fun i was like you know what's funny i was like i kind of want to see more tuklo <laughs> i'm like bring I, back tuklo I, I definitely wanted to see more of the stories with her ancestors because they they they, they, they kind of grounded her character and you you know they, they kind of don't immediately say that that's what going on you're just kind of like the first couple of episodes you're like well they're starting off these episodes with people who are in like different timelines and and have nothing to do with anything and then you realize that they're um essentially uh showing people in uh, like like in her family history yeah you know like like 
dating back to uh, one of her ancestors being somebody who's like, you know, uh, a major part of her of her people's story. Right, right. And I like how they I did that. And each episode was like titled after that specific after, yeah. ancestor. So I like how each each uh, episode started like that. I mean, you get a bit of each of her um, ancestors and her like accumulated history. Right. So I, I dug that. I thought that was and I didn't even know it was happening at first until I went back and looked. Like by the final episode, I'm like, oh, it's all our ancestors. That's cool. You know, I, I dug that a lot. Um, I think there was another connection. Oh, there's a lot. There's a few different connections to um, like the Daredevil series, right? Like, right. And I didn't honestly, I didn't watch all of Daredevil, but like the Echo flashbacks Mm-hmm. and the um fisk hammer and stuff like that i guess that's all from, from daredevil right the, there, like the, there, the wall right there was a meme going around on uh on on social media that said uh you know the only thing that got recast in this version of daredevil was the hammer <laughs> <laughs> because they did use a different type of hammer than the one that he used to kill his father in in the original show but oh interesting yeah it was a very specific hammer it was it, um because it wasn't a claw hammer it was a uh, um it was a double-sided hammer and they um and they uh a lot of people were like oh well yeah they recast the hammer <laughs> it's like the only character they recast <laughs> um but i mean you know again they do reference the way that he kills his father and they they multiple times they reference that so again no spoilers i'm not going to say how he kills his father um and and kind of what those references are because there are multiple references to it um this is just an excuse to tell everybody if you haven't watched netflix's daredevil which is now on disney plus go Mm -hmm. watch that uh and then go and watch this show yeah all right i got some uh lighter easter eggs did you catch biscuits referencing uh the lion king (laughs) when they were at like the junkyard or whatever he's like all all the everything that touches the light is yours and he's like are you quoting the lion king (laughs) (laughs) i thought that was funny man uh because he was was talking to the guy that was working on his on on his grandma's truck yeah yeah i I, I thought that was super funny yeah and that was pretty early on too so though yeah, yeah like, it, was, it was it was pretty funny man so now we know that lion king and disney exists within the mcu right the, or disney exists within the mcu because hey they've seen the lion king exactly mm-hmm. that's that's a weird little spiral it's gonna be <laughs> stuck in the lion king <laughs> um oh did you catch um it wasn't a big deal nothing ever happened but um the rock song oh yeah, yeah. was there yeah, yeah yeah the 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 rock song logo that was by the uh, uh the gas, gas station. station or something yeah so that's been in a, a ton of different series going back to like the first going back to like iron man Roxxon was was there right i wonder if they're ever gonna address that they might because i mean I, I think what they're really good at is planting seeds and saying oh yeah. here's something that's been here the entire time so um i i feel like they're it's it's there just so that they can uh they can reference it later. Uh, it is like an energy corporation. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see what they do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I dig that. Um, how did... You know what I didn't expect out of the show? I didn't expect her to have powers. You know, this was a very grounded show um, coming out of the whole Daredevil Defenders universe. Like, yeah. it was very grounded, no superpowers at all. So it was a little weird to me that all of a sudden they'd start things off with, oh, she, had, she, she got powers. <laughs> you know, like... She got, I mean, it took her a while to get there, but she got powers now. But I guess that's part of, she gets powers in the comics? Uh, yeah. Um, and, and a lot of it is, it's it's very much 
like what it, what ends up happening in the show. Uh, her powers are powered by her ancestors. Mm-hmm. So it's cool that they're uh, yeah they're that they're they're, uh, they're referencing all of that. Mm-hmm. And I guess in the comics they she also um, uh, gets the Phoenix Force. For uh, currently, yeah. Um, like yeah, she 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 basically becomes a conduit for the Phoenix. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that they call. I think might have been her grandmother's. Like you're you've carried the fire. You know, I'm like, oh, that's cool. It kind of, it it kind of references, but doesn't connect to the Phoenix Force. But right. you know, it's almost like an homage to what they're doing in the comics. You know, it kind of shows oh. that to me. This shows that they are, um, they're taking Phoenix more seriously in comparison to how you know, for example, Fox uh, took the Phoenix. You know, because like the Phoenix yeah. in in the um, in in the Fox X Men movies, they've made the Phoenix a uh, alter ego ego of Jean Grey when it's supposed to be a, the Phoenix Force is a is a is a galactic entity that dwells within mm-hmm. w- w- within hosts so it's it's interesting that they're kind of taking that route and saying like they kind of know that they know but they don't know that something lives within her right you know or she's connected to it so yeah I thought it was cool um my my last Easter egg is that um the newscaster oh yeah from yeah. from the uh the bonus scene so what what is his name um Pat Kiernan real life uh news anchor Pat Kiernan makes another MCU appearance in Echo's post credit scene speaking on the television in New York but he's also been in um buh, 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 buh. the Avengers uh, Iron Man three Doctor Strange Spider Man Far From Home Spider Man No Way Home Daredevil the defenders the punisher and hawkeye yeah i'm like that's, that's a fun dope. that's a fun little easter egg right and i mean like yeah. you know again there is a post credit scene at the end of the show um that creates larger implications in the marvel universe as a whole but also references back something that we speculated on um in uh, uh in in an earlier film so um, that, that's the only hint i'm gonna give you guys and um mm-hmm. you know go go and watch it and you'll see uh kind of like again there's the the, the there's a long running question of well what was going on in this movie and why mm-hmm. was this happening this way and they kind of give you that explanation at the end of this so you know it's one of those long term payoffs yeah totally totally i so i'm going to ask for a recommendation and a rating in a minute but um I would say if you haven't seen this, and we've done a pretty good job of not spoiling this, kind of proud of us, um, definitely watch this. It's got more than just how does this connect to the MCU? This has got a ton of heart. Um, It's got a ton of action, good storylines, good uh, drama and interaction between characters. So I, I was pleasantly surprised with how well they did this and actually i kind of like that they only have it as five episodes yeah i mean i could have done more with with more of the ancestry stuff but i kind of like how that was paced based on the ancestors so yeah i'm i like the show a lot more than i expected to same uh i i i felt that this show uh gave us a lot more than we expected and it may just be that i had low expectations and it exceeded those expectations uh but in general i thought it was a good show Mm -hmm. totally agree so let's rate it what would you how would you rate echo as a as a series uh i am gonna give this I am going to give this nine ungiven ice cream cones out of 10 angry hammers. <laughs> angry hammers. A- angry recasted hammers. Angry recasted hammers. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, I like this too. And I think because I was pleasantly surprised with it, and maybe I had the same thing you had where I went into it with a little bit of lower expectations, I would give this um, ten, a nine, um, nine biscuits because I really like biscuit. I want to <laughs> see more biscuits. I love biscuits. He's such a good he was character. Super no, you know who I liked was uh, her grandmother's ex boyfriend. He was freaking hilarious. Oh, yeah. I love that dude. He was great too. He was great too. Mm hmm. Um, I would give this nine biscuits out of uh ten horny grandpas because he was super funny. <laughs> he was really funny, man. And he was also like he was her forge, basically. Like he 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 was like building things for her, and I love that, you know. And it was just kind of like almost like a secret relationship because she, you know, when she was a kid, she she always saw him as basically her grandfather. Yeah, you know. So yeah. like, yeah, I I thought he was a great character. Yeah, totally. So what do you think is next? for for maya uh i think she's gonna show up in in daredevil uh daredevil. i think i think, I, so I think a lot of this is just kind of uh th this is implications that are setting up things I, I i think mostly what this was setting up is that wilson fisk is still alive mm -hmm. and that with uh daredevil born again it gives an excuse for for him to to reemerge again um especially now that we know that he basically has a healing factor because his you know she shot him in the eye and his eye is back yeah i was gonna ask about <laughs> that but i didn't want to like get into the weeds too much it seems like i know this is months later and it healed but it's like what did he have some kind of stem cell technology is he on the trt is he joe rogan what's happening <laughs> He's he's uh I mean in the comics he's just a freak of nature so I mean like it's it's weird hey. Wilson Fisk doesn't have any powers but the dude is just he's just such a powerhouse I need to get on that Kingpin TRT because my eyesight's going bad you know what I mean yeah. so we're just I need some of that Kingpin TRT yeah we're we're, we're just old men dude that's right um you know what old men need uh is it merch we got merch people we got merch people. <laughs> We got a hat for $35. Just a single hey, we hat. Got, we got hat. We got just hat. hat. Yeah, That's just it, one. everybody. We got a hat. No, but if you can find another hat, maybe you steal Young Phil's hat. We'll sell you both of them for $30 each. You can steal the black one. Steal the black one from Young Phil. If That's you're going to steal one, steal the black one because we have the gray one. So There you go. Uh, then we got shirts. All you got to do is DM us. So we got two different shirts. We got the black shirt with the logo and the gray shirt with the characters on it. Look at those arms. I need I need to like superhero pose. Superhero I need pose. I, I need to get my like uh uh workouts going because it's going to be a t-shirt time or tank top time. So the guns, need the guns out. So uh <laughs> we got two different t-shirts. Just DM us at distance learning, let us know the size and uh how many you want. We got uh them for 20 bucks or 25 if we got to ship it to you by both. We'll bring them to the cons as well so you can come check them out. Right. Um, and if you want more shirts and more merch, check out lucharillas.com and get the nerd, the distance nerdarilla. Absolutely. Oh, it is 100% worth it. I love the lucharilla, man. It's such a great character. He's so cool. He's so cool. I want, I want to see some storylines and see how all the lucharillas come together and come in and out. I, I need that as a comic where's eric i've been telling oh. eric that we, he needs to do a comic he could just be a cameo the nerdarilla can just be a cameo exactly. if there's like a main storyline going just the nerdarilla in the background he has like one line or something like that especially now that he is an established comic book artist he should probably start oh my god uh, you know what we should do yes we should do it i okay cool i'm gonna i'm on board i'm, 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 on board. I'm gonna message david kiros done in David, I need you to write a Lucha Realist story so Eric can draw it. I like it. Make yeah. it happen. I like it. 
All right. So, you know, if you want merch, go check it out. We got merch. Um, And then schedules Monday. We yeah, got the yeah, game yeah. streams. Exactly. Guys, eight, eight to 12. What are you what are you what are you playing these days? So I finished Assassin's Creed Mirage on Monday. Uh, So we finished that game out. Uh, you stole all the money from all the public npcs yes. out there yeah so rude actually one Everybody's of the quests broke. one one of the quests in that game was to steal random items from different people to go give them to another dude <laughs> uh but <laughs> which which i finished but um but so uh assassin's creed mirage is officially done the storyline is amazing uh if you haven't played it play it uh we are finishing up on the call of duty storyline uh <laughs> and duty um and after that i'm debating i'm probably gonna put it in the um in the nerdington post but um Probably the next game I want to play is I want to be before um, before uh, Kill the Justice League comes out in late February because mm -hmm. they just announced the the date for that. Uh, before Kill the Justice League comes out, uh, Suicide Squad because I'm probably going to play that on stream. Um, I kind of want to start getting into uh, Shadows of Mordor. Oh, very cool. Oh, you mentioned that last week, yeah. Right or um, uh, RoboCop Rogue City, which we talked about on this show. I'll buy that for a dollar. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> cool. <laughs> Uh, and then Tuesdays, we got the download from 6.30 to 8.30 or whenever we wrap up. But it usually starts around 6.30. You can come get all the nerdy news with us. And then Thursdays, we got the build from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time where Philippe's building Legos, interviewing cool people, talking to uh, amazing comic book artists and, and voice actors and, and writers and creators. Mm -hmm. So cool. We so have cool. a major, major guest this Thursday. Thursday. Uh, for all of my comic book fans out there, if you are a fan of current run comic books, uh, for just or just a fan of comics in general, we have Melissa Flores coming on this week. Uh, she is the current writer of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic books. Uh, she is the she just finished a run of uh, Spider Gwen, uh, Spider Gwen Smash. Um, she just finished uh, in in September. Just finished a run of Echo before the show came out. Uh, and she's got a couple of uh, books that she's putting out. So, guys, um, if you're if you're unfamiliar with Melissa Flores, why are you? But go come and check, go check out Melissa Flores. Uh, if you are familiar with Melissa Flores, again, she'll be on the show this Thursday. We're gonna be uh, we're gonna be having a crap ton of fun with that. That's. Awesome. We got a. Did you talk to um, Matt Aguilar? Uh, I told him that we were doing that that episode. So he should come on and just like nerd out. That'd be awesome. At, oh my god, that would be great. I, I I'll, I'll message him tonight. Yeah, there you go. Just be like, hey, you want to come hang out and nerd out about various shows? We should also get. Um, I know Frace. She was going to be busy, but maybe she'll make a cool appearance. Maybe she'll make a special appearance for us. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Especially being like you know uh, a, a a female writer. You know, exact exactly. That's that's doing major uh and, and she's got an image com she's got a couple image comics out but she's got an image uh comic out right now too called uh yeah a lucky dead which actually looks really cool that'd be cool cool all right have something you want to discuss tell us what you're nerding out on and make sure to let us know in the facebook group the distance nerdington post of course ladies and gentlemen if you want to support us uh in the best way possible all you gotta do is head over to distantnerding.com click on that button at the top and join the taco party ladies and gentlemen you can join the taco party uh, be cool like so many others before you that have joined the taco party and supported us uh, that is the easy
easiest way to support us is by clicking that link and and donating uh, whatever you would like to us. It does help us do more shows. It helps us get more prizes. Uh, helps us do more in general so that we can continue to try and entertain you guys. Uh, you also have a uh, choice to be able to subscribe on Twitch. If you subscribe on Twitch again, once we hit uh, our goal for subscribers, uh, we will be giving away more prizes. So uh, let's get that going right there, guys. Um, of course, you can connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, TikTok, Threads, YouTube, Discord, MySpace, Vine, GeoCities, Friendster, Second Life, AIM, Farmers Only, Christian Mingle, OnlyFans. Oh it's only so many things it's it's only pictures of aaron watson's feet in mandals uh and the beard and of course our uh new uh place you can find us on truth social that's a lie you will never find us on truth social that'll never happen uh ladies and gentlemen if you want to send us an email just remember if you'd like us to break up with your uh boyfriend girlfriend significant other pet schoolyard bully annoying neighbor or just tell us how much you enjoy us hate us or uh wish the internet would consume us and spit us out send us an email at dist wow it's been a fun episode this has been fun just me and you it's kind of different again i didn't get tired of you but i thought i would really? but good good thing i didn't i'm glad glad it was just us it's been it's been a while since it's just been me and you yeah and it's nerding at aol.com oh. uh and we will uh we will read it on the show guys uh and if we get enough emails we'll uh we'll probably uh we'll probably end up just doing an entire episode of just nothing but mail call that would be ecstatic i'd be ecstatic for that that'd be awesome anyway thanks everybody thanks everybody in chat darren you're amazing say wong you're incredible as ever we got to find a con that we're, that's what we need to we need to get organized we got to find a con that we're all going to go to we all meet up so darren say wong let us know what's happening in the bay or where you plan to be and we'll all make sure to hang out so thanks and keep nerding together This was a production of the Distance Nerding Podcast and Time for Tacos Media. For more content, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok, all at Distance Nerding. If you enjoy our content, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, and keep nerding together.